0: just curious have either of you ever taken an iq test before
1: yes not an official one i mean i've taken you know free online iq test good is the real thing uh proven by science but then did you have to give your email address to yeah. get the results and that's just <laughs> did a, you
2: uh did you get any viruses from that i feel like that's a that's one of those yeah that, herpes yeah.
1: simplex yeah yeah <laughs> You know, yeah,
2: one
0: of those like your IQ is 250. Give us your email and social security number to learn more like shit like that. Yeah, yeah. no, I- I've definitely taken a couple, but more like the not real ones that Adam are talking about. Mm-hmm. Adam's talking about on mm-hmm. uh, on the Internet where you take like the hour long test and at the end. They're like, great. If you want to see your results, it'll only cost you forty nine ninety nine. And then you waste an hour of your life for nothing. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: exactly. Yeah. Um I have toyed with the idea of taking the mensa test because i'm don't what is the mensa test the mensa test is, so you know what mensa is Mensa is the organization for geniuses uh ah. you have to take an i q test that proves that you're above like one thirty five or something, which mm-hmm. is the cutoff for being a quote unquote genius and um i'm not a hundred percent sure that I am a genius. Um, but I also don't, like, I want to rule out the possibility just so I can know where I stand. Uh, I know I'm probably above Ray at 100. <laughs> I mean...
2: I don't think that was a genuine score. No, that, that, uh, we'll get
1: into that
0: later. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, Adam, that was a very humble way for you to say that you might be a genius. I, myself, I am very comfortable with my average intelligence. Yeah. Thank you very much. I don't need any IQ test to tell me That I am completely average at best.
2: I have taken, I think, the IQ test, I think, three times in my life. And the reason why is because I I got, like, special accommodations at school. Mm -hmm. And part of the way that they analyze that is is they they give you an IQ test to see where you are compared to the grade. Uh, I remember taking it. I remember some of the questions. My parents would not tell me the results which could mean which they told (laughs) they told me they they told me that they didn't want me getting a big head which now that I'm hearing it could just them be covering up for the exact opposite
1: (laughs) So yeah, it's very funny. Well, you know what they say about IQ tests, and we'll get into it, but um, they are garbage for the most part. They only they, work for, you know, middle class white people and all of these things. Um, and
2: not only that, but it's like it really does measure exactly one kind of intelligence. Oh, and, yeah. You know, Adam, you're the psychologist. You tell mm-hmm. me there are eight ways of intelligence, right?
1: Um,. That's a specific number, and I wish I could remember the specific number, but it's somewhere. Be- I'm going to say it's somewhere between seven and nine. I do remember Howard <laughs> Gardner is the guy, and okay. you've got your spatial, um, your kinesthetic, kinesthetic. I remember that one. Spatial, kinesthetic. Um, like-
0: yeah. I know spatial yeah. intelligence because that's the one about the art. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know. Is Maybe it? I should just look it up and. and- not, we have uh, the Howard internet at our, fingers, Gardner at our fingertips. Intelligences. Yeah. Uh, Gardner's theory of multiple intelligence. Uh, visual, spatial, linguistic, cool. verbal, interpersonal, intrapersonal, logical, mathematical, musical, bodily, kinesthetic, and naturalistic. Okay. Yeah,
0: so spatial is the art. Spatial one. is the art one. Spatial visual,
1: spatial. spatial. One. Yeah.
2: You did it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And uh, well, the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so yeah. we'll talk
2: a lot about uh intelligence in general because that seems to be the theme of episode four what i will say is that
0: if you see anyone in your life bragging about how high of an iq they have they do not have a high iq i yeah.
1: don't know if that's true kick him in the shins knock them to the I ground
2: think, i think that like i think that people that brag about their high iq maybe it might be true that they have a high this kind of intelligence However, uh I also think that, you know, if you're bragging about your IQ, you don't really have much else to to brag about. So that's uh that's something else too. Um I think yeah. um
1: and it's important to remember that the whole uh idea of the intelligence test and and quantifying intelligence in this way was uh invented by a man named Francis Galton who was an avowed avowed eugenicist and ah. uh really was interested in in separating the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, of humanity. And I think See, we should we should formally disavow that guy. If I was going to say, yeah.
2: you know more about Francis than I do. It sounds like he's a disavowal, but... Yeah,
1: uh, 100%. Okay, disavow, so we're disavowing
2: okay. him. I'm going to say that we disavow eugenics as a whole.
1: Yes, we're going on record. We are the only Everybody Loves Raymond <laughs> podcast to go on record as disavowing eugenics. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> welcome back to Everybody Loves. Everybody loves Raymond. Yes. My name is Alex Shear, and I'm joined with my friends, Adam Rudy. Hi. And Michael Dormer. Hello.
1: And Sorry. we are uh
0: <laughs> I stole your thing, Adam. No, you
1: know I know think like... it's important that we all take turns uh going around and introducing the show. <laughs> and each other, in fact. Yeah. Have we introduced each other to each other, by the way? Mike, this is Alex, and oh, Alex, pleasure. this is Mike. Hi. Nice to uh,
2: meet uh, you. Alex, I think, is this, is, are we going to continue this bit? Alex, this is Adam. Hi, oh, how are back. you? Hi, Adam. Oh, my Hi. God, I've
1: heard so much about you from Mike.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God, uh, Mike has not mentioned you once.
1: Oh, well, that's that's interesting. I guess he's still, you know, reeling from what happened between us, but, uh, you know, we we've, we've tried to put that behind us. I think we're in a good place now. Didn't have to bring that
2: up. All right. Anyway, moving forward. Thank you guys so. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, today we are going to be discussing uh, season one, episode four of Everybody Loves Raymond, titled "Standard Deviation." Hey, you remember the episode name? I yeah. did. But before we get there, we have a couple things to discuss. Uh, First thing that we on the on the docket is that uh we actually got our first piece of uh suggested uh discussion topics.
1: Yes, we got a um from your as if you listened to the last episode, and I pray that you did, uh you heard Mike uh, live post uh actually you heard Mike write a draft of a Reddit post to R slash everybody loves Raymond that was summarily rejected as being too flirty, and then <laughs>
2: Yeah, I fixed it. <laughs> you did. Alex is Alex the one that, that made it better. Yeah. Edited
1: it live on the podcast, and we got a somebody slid into your DMs. Am I am I correct on that?
2: You sure did. I think you're using that phrase correctly. Uh, are we giving them a shout-out? Yeah, yeah, go why ahead.
1: Not. Why not? U/ Encourage planet- more people to yeah. reach out to
0: your uh, your Reddit <laughs> profile.
2: There you go. You slash Planet Hoth. Thank you so much for sending this in. Sending in a hot take about the state of Everybody Loves Raymond.
1: And we thought a good way to solicit more hot takes and to make hot takes fun for us and for our listeners on this podcast was to introduce a new segment all around hot takes and how we feel about them. So you're probably familiar with Judge Judy, Judge Steve Harvey, the People's Court, the uh, the other Steve court, the, the district Harvey's court. Yeah, there's a new <laughs> Judge <laughs> Steve Harvey. Oh, um, so, th-
2: so that one's not actually legally binding, because the others are. Like, if you go before Judge Judy, you say that, yeah, we're going to reside live on air, and the the decisions are legally binding.
1: Yeah, she's a real judge. Judge Steve Harvey is more of like uh judging He just judges you. Are you acting like a lady but thinking like a man? That sort of mm. thing is your family embroiled in a feud. Uh um, Gotcha. Anyway, so you've probably heard <laughs> of other uh judge programs. Our segment is called Judge deborah and here is the jingle. <laughs>
0: say i think we have introduced a new segment every episode (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah
2: we have we yeah we need to
1: have a stable of segments that people can contribute to that's fair so the premise behind judge deborah is we'll have we'll ask people like our friend that slid into your dms to submit hot takes That we can then judge the validity of, and by we I mean me, I will be the judge because I have the soundboard and I have this gavel sound effect, and Mike and Alex will argue uh, opposing sides of this issue. Which is
0: great, because Mike and I argue all the time anyway.
1: Yeah. Constantly. Exactly. So, at the end I will render a verdict... I will be Judge Deborah in this regard. And by the way, the name, I'm very proud of the name because it works on two levels. Not only is it a play on your Judge Judy or Judge Joe Brown or what have you, but it's also Judge Deborah, you know, because everybody else does. Hey. Like, hey. yeah, you get it? Marie <laughs> yeah. is judging Deborah. Everybody's judging Deborah all the time. You see? You see how it works on huh? multiple levels, guys? It sure does. I, I see it. I, yeah. I
2: got you. It's a smart joke. Thanks. Anyway, so the hot <laughs> take on discussion today is submitted by U Planet Hoth. Uh, the show Everybody Loves Raymond is actually about Robert. He is the only one that shows true character growth over the show's nine seasons. Uh, everyone else pretty much stays the same throughout the show except for the kids, but they don't really count. Mm-hmm. So. Uh Alex will be taking the affirmative asserting that position. I will be disagreeing with that position, taking the negative, and uh Adam here is going to uh, adjudicate. Judge us. Adjudicate. Yes. Thank you.
1: And as we all know, my verdict is final and uh, the person I rule against will be banished from the podcast unless they choose to of course appeal.
0: Oh, good. I thought the actual punishment was to watch like the uh the other Patricia Heaton failed shows. <laughs> Oh, that is not a
1: punishment, sir. That is a privilege. I I
0: mean, I don't know. The way we talked about them made made it sound like they were good. The middle is golden. No, I know
1: the the middle talking about the the uh, failed ones. Woman of the house and and what have you. Maybe even Carol's second act falls into that category. But Mm -hmm. what if we did Carol's third act where she drops out of medical school and then goes on to become a judge and thus completes the loop?
2: Of Judge Deborah.
1: Of Judge Deborah. All right. So first, I will invite the uh, prosecution, which I guess is actually. Guess that's, are, guess you that's are you the prosecution, or I don't know, is Mike Who the am pro- I? I'm it's, defending. You're the, the claim. defendant. Okay. So let's have the prosecution give their opening statement, Mike. Oh, hold on. Go ahead.
2: Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, thank you so much for your time today. I am here because our the defendant. Seated right there, is making the absurd claim that Everybody Loves Raymond is actually about his brother, Robert? Uh, Guys, do I need to remind you, the name of the show is Everybody Loves Raymond, not Everybody Loves Robert. Now, don't get me wrong, we all love Robert, we love Brad Garrett, but at best, he is a supporting character. A regular supporting character, but a supporting character nonetheless. The primary focus of every single episode of the show is de- is dedicated directly to Ray Barone. Not to Robert, but to Ray. Now, yes, you may say that, it is be- that we see uh, Robert developing as a human being. And that is wonderful. Don't get me wrong. We love to see that growth. But that does not change the fact that the protagonist of Everybody Loves Raymond is Ray Barone. His conflicts, his resolutions, it's about Ray, as everyone loves it, and as everyone wants it to stay. Thank you very much for your time.
1: Okay, and the defense. Hold on. Go ahead.
0: Thank you, Judge Deborah. <laughs> Guys, gals, and non-binary pals of the jury, I'm more progressive than you. Eat it. Fuck.
1: Oh, I, that's gonna Scott that's made. gonna work in his favor.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to bring to the attention of the court that. The show Everybody Loves Raymond is actually about Raymond's own brother, the very tall and handsome Robert Barone, mm. sergeant of the NYPD, and struggling man altogether. <laughs> now, Michael's claim, the prosecution that is, uh, that that gentleman over there. That's me. Uh, he has claimed that since the show is called Everybody Loves Raymond, that the show is primarily about Raymond, and... I would like to point out that, from a storytelling perspective, if everybody loves you, are you an interesting protagonist? No. Robert struggles, and he has to work hard and figure out his life throughout these nine seasons, trying to grow, change, develop as a person, making him a far more interesting character to follow than Raymond himself, arguing that not while the show is not... Starring Robert, while the show is not always about Robert. Robert is the developing and changing part of the show. Raymond is the constant, which makes Robert, in a strange way, the actual protagonist. I'm going to sit back down now.
1: All right, very good. And now I will allow the prosecution to cross-examine the defense, which I think is how they usually do it. In the courtroom, it's lawyer to lawyer. It's not so much witnesses or anything. So I go do ahead.
2: To, I do need to point out we are skipping the direct, but we're going, we're going right to cross. I don't I'm know what the it.
1: fuck the direct is. <laughs>
2: the direct examination. Do you not study? Ah, forget it. Uh, anyway, I apologize, Judge Deborah. I apologize. Thank you. Uh, I, I actually have a couple questions for the uh, defense here today. Uh, Def- Defendant, do you know the definition of protagonist? Yes. Can you can you elaborate on that? What is the definition of the protagonist? I will not elaborate. Thank you. Ah,
1: he's pleading I, the fifth. You have to respect
2: I, that. All right. Well, I would like to uh, to claim <laughs> that the protagonist name, the namesake of the protagonist, is the main character, the one who primarily goes through the conflict of every of the particular piece of media that we are looking at, be it the book, be it the movie, be it the TV show. Nowhere in that definition does it claim that the protagonist has to develop, and in fact, I would argue that that is secondary. Character development does not make a protagonist; it does not break a protagonist.
1: Ooh, rhyme. That's well, that's gonna work in your favor. All right, cross examination well, from the defense. Go. That all you got, bitch? Okay. All right.
2: Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I got. I got a little. Got a little Objection! Happy. Hostility.
1: Um. Uh, b- carried what do you say sustained Sustained. yep (laughs) damn
0: (laughs) firstly mike i'd like to confirm one thing the amount of time it takes for your phone to auto lock is like a minute right something like that yeah because while you had the reddit post open you had to like click on your phone like five times and it was annoying (laughs) secondly
1: (laughs) objection relevance (laughs) uh the opposite of sustain overruled I'll allow it (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: I would like to point out that while your claim claim that the protagonist is the star of the show the main focus is not always the correct definition in fact I think it's open to interpretation that the don't look it up I'm gonna
2: look it up stop it I'm that. sorry. This is evidence. We're in a court of law. You have to. You have to get yeah. a close wordle. I'm pretty. That... Sh- <laughs> Shut up.
1: I'm pretty sure you, you have to off. submit your evidence beforehand. But that's um... a fair
2: point. That's a fair point.
1: But if you're sorry. You... Pro-
0: <laughs> proceed, yeah, you threw me off. That's my excuse for why I'm stumbling, not because I didn't prepare. The protagonist. <laughs> Oh, I'm good at this, I swear. (laughs) The protagonist is not always the main focus, but rather the person who works towards their conclusion. Whereas I may even suggest that Robert, while he's the protagonist, perhaps the entire rest of the show acts almost as an antagonist, especially his parents, maybe even Ray, because of how he is treated in relation to Robert. Robert is held back by his parents, out of love yes but it is something he has to constantly work to overcome while raymond does not he has already had his arc before the show began and therefore while yes everybody loves raymond whose problem is that that's robert's problem
1: Mm.
2: okay uh do i get a? No. Do I get a concluding statement. No, oh, fuck.
1: Well, a concluding statement. You do. You don't get to respond to his cross examination. I think. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and conclude. Prosecution. Oh, I forgot I have to right. ask a you question. You get fifteen oh, well. seconds to conclude, and I am timing you. Three, two, one. Conclude.
2: I would disagree with the notion that the protagonist is is only one that affects his conclusion. There are many instances in classic literature, as in well-respected TVs and movies, where side characters affect their resolution, such as, for example, Breaking Bad. Time. Ah, damn it.
1: (laughs) I don't know if that one example is going to convince me, but uh, closing statement from the prosecution. 15 seconds and go.
0: First of all, I'm the defense. Fuck. And second of all, (laughs) I want
1: to point out- I'll give you back two seconds for that. (laughs)
0: Thank you. And yes, the show is called Everybody Loves Raymond, but may I ask, who says that? (gasps) I I rest.
2: Got a fucking point.
1: With a second to spare. Wow, okay. The time has come for me to render my verdict. Um... I would say that uh, the prosecution did a terrible job just across the board he was oh, come on. flustered <laughs> he was uh, disrespectful to my court he uh, what he's wearing is just not appropriate for a courtroom that sh- that top is just way too cropped so okay, I would s- guess
2: I have a hot midriff. you can't you can't expect me to leave that at home okay come on
1: The defense, on the other hand, gave a compelling argument, especially the point about can you have a protagonist who has no antagonist? If anything, Ray is his own antagonist, whereas Robert, all forces are working against. And he overcomes that over the course of the series to grow and change and become a more stable and well-rounded person. For that reason, I'm going to grant this judgment in favor of the defense. Robert is the main character.
0: Planet off. I got you. The entire planet is on my side, man. I
1: got it. Mr. Prosecutionist, you have until the end of the podcast to convince me that you deserve to stay on this show. This is your appeal. (laughs) Otherwise, you will be remanded into police custody And what they do with you is your problem.
0: Can I just say, this is always how things like this go with Mike and I. Like, uh, uh, my favorite example is that if him and I were both trapped in a prison, Mike would create like a 20-step elaborate plan and get caught on step one, and I would just (laughs) accidentally walk out of the prison.
1: And that's very much what happened here today. Mm -hmm. Thank you
2: for your mercy, Judge Deborah.
1: I don't know if you would call it mercy. I am threatening to point. fire you from this show. That's so good, I just
2: want to get on your good side. That's, that's all I'm trying to do
1: here. You have until the end of the episode. And then I will render a judgment. Anyway, that's Judge Deborah. Let's just play the theme song as an outro, I guess. <laughs> that's enough of that. All right. all right.
2: It's a good song. I that's it, it's a very good song.
1: That's right. Judge Deborah. We'll clean that up and uh, send us a uh, Judge Deborah topic. Send us your hot takes about the show. This can be anything that would be from you know, who would win in a fight, who would uh, make a bet who be would fun. do better on top chef? Um, who would you like to see, or would you like to see these two people have a spin-off or hook up?
2: Yeah, we, we, we we'd take anything, any hypothetical, any, yes. any hot take, any hot, any hot
1: take, any hot take or hypothetical, send it to Raymond at postfund.info or, or
0: DM Mike on Reddit or, or DM find me on Reddit.
1: Mike and DM him on Reddit, slide into those DMS and include a picture of yourself. I All actually right.
0: forget my. I still think yeah. we should make an official E L E L R uh Reddit account and ask for hot takes on the E L R subreddit.
2: Should I drop? And we my... might actually get some. Should I drop my my? If we're just straight up on it, should I drop my account for DMs or no?
1: Let's actually hold off on that and make okay. a new account for the show. And okay, then we'll do that. We'll after do this. Alex's idea.
0: Become a yeah. staple in the community, you know? Yeah. If we ask for it from the people who love Everybody Loves Raymond, especially love him, yeah. then we may actually get some. Maybe.
1: Maybe. Yeah, that's the hope. And then
0: we give shout-outs and then more reason to listen, and then we've accidentally created a fan base.
1: And that's all we can hope is that we accidentally get people to listen to this, because trying to get people to listen to this sure as hell is not going to work.
0: No, we gotta <laughs> yeah. make it about them.
1: Yeah. Alright, so, that is that but now let's take a break and when we come back we will be breaking down season one episode four of everybody loves raymond standard deviation this episode is brought to you by fiverr fiverr is a global marketplace that connects freelancers and businesses for digital services changing how the world works together Uh, They have everything from logo design, programming, voiceover talent, social media management. You can get somebody to write you a jingle or a blog post or translate something. Pretty much anything that you can imagine to help you produce content, grow your business, grow your brand, or even something in your personal life there is probably a talented freelancer on Fiverr waiting to do that for you. So head to postfun.info slash ads to support this show by checking out Fiverr. Uh, We're back. Thank you for sticking with us through the break. And uh, boy, are we going to make it worth your while because we're about to talk about uh, season one, episode four of Everybody Loves Raymond called Standard Deviation. Fellas, what did we think of this episode generally before we break it down? I thought it was fine.
2: I didn't think it was stellar. I thought that if we were to compare to the previous episodes, I definitely think that uh, I Wish I Were Gus was the best of the four that we've watched so far. Uh, But that being said, I thought, you know, I thought it was a decent enough episode of a sitcom. So... I, in in the
0: beginning of this episode, I thought that I knew where this episode was going and where it was going to end. And then at the five minute mark, they already got to the point where I thought it was going to end and it just kept going. And the twists, the two like big twists of the episode, uh, like the halfway one where Robert comes back and, uh, switches up the dynamic. And then at the end where he reveals the truth behind, uh, behind this whole episode, I thought were really cool and interesting twists and I feel like it kinda like it it, it propelled the episode past what I expected this show. And uh honestly I, I respected it a little bit more for it from a comedy perspective.
1: Yeah, I thought the structure of this episode was good. I think it could have been any show. I think it wasn't anything specific to um to Ray and his family. Uh, I That's thought it would, it kind of read, felt like yeah. a, a bit of a filler episode, uh, in terms of like, you know, I know there's not a huge season long arc going on here, but it, was it say. wasn't exactly a, you know, f- inspired by the comedy of Ray Romano, uh, episode as much. It felt like just a general sitcom premise. I thought it, it worked well. I do like the, the twists and turns, um, and we'll get into those as we talk about scene by scene, I would I say it's probably third on my list with Gus at the top, and then maybe I Love You, and then this, and then the pilot.
2: You didn't like the pilot at all, huh? It's
1: not that I didn't like the pilot. It's that I think that uh, they have found the voice of the show a little better.
0: Okay. I agree with Adam, whereas I, I believe the pilot for me is is the lowest uh, episode okay. for me. And... I don't know, I really liked I Love You. Uh I thought it was just it was just a really funny concept. It was a great real introduction to these characters. Yeah. So I think that one is uh my number one or at the very least tied with uh with Gus and then this one maybe right below it. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah. All right, let's I I've, uh, I've enjoyed all three. Yeah, they're honestly so far the show has been good, even though we obviously disagree with a lot of the choices oh, that our friends yeah. the barones make
2: i think that i think that we can all go and say this is a funny show mm-hmm. albeit as i think we said this off, off off script i don't know if we said it on the podcast it's 30 years old some parts haven't haven't uh aged yeah. as well as we might want but it's a fun show a fun the show.
1: bones are strong <laughs> the flesh is <laughs> ugly <laughs> All right, let's go through <laughs> this episode. So we start our cold open is in the bathroom uh hey, oh, the yeah. shower is fixed. great hey, yeah
2: Frank, I didn't even put that together, but I guess Frank did a good job. Hot. Or they called a plumber or, or they,
1: they called, called the plumber. a plumber yeah, hot or the, is no, now hot because Deborah knows to uh turn the hot knob to torture Ray um yeah. so I don't even remember what they're talking about, but Ray pops out the and hair. he says, "I do, okay.
0: Do you, wait, do you remember also? No, you go ahead. Okay. Uh, Ray, <laughs> oh yeah, Ray could not remember whether or not he shampooed. Right, right. Um, And his whole thing was if he already did shampoo and shampoos again, then he's his hair's gonna be too fluffy. But if Ray did not shampoo and he chooses not to shampoo again, then his hair's gonna be too greasy. And... Overall, I think the uh, the beginning or this, this opening bit, while nothing special and not particularly funny, I thought it was like kind of a cute interaction yeah. between Ray and Debra. Yeah.
2: And I like how she calls him Fluffy in a later scene. Yeah, yeah. that's a good there, callback. There, there's some continuity there, yeah.
1: Here is a tip that I learned at a certain point. I don't remember from where or how, but if you don't remember if you've shampooed in the shower, run your hands through your hair, and if it squeaks... You have already shampooed, hence the uh, the the idiom "squeaky clean."
2: There you go. Hey, I, well, look yeah. at that. who's we get life lessons? We give life lessons here, and everybody loves everybody loves Raymond.
1: All right, guys, that's it for me. So uh, I will be on the next episode, but I got. It. <laughs> all right, bye, Adam. That's what bye. I came here to do—is give my shampoo tip. Uh, so that scene ends with Deborah getting annoyed with Ray and uh, turning the hot water all the way up, and he. And, yeah, you know, freaks out and tears down the shower curtain and everything. Some
2: some good, solid physical comedy. Good yeah.
1: physical comedy. I am worried about Ray, but he doesn't seem to have suffered any lasting impact from that in the next scene. So the what? cold open ends and we go to our classic How? play set opening. What?
2: How fucked would it be if the next scene was just Ray and Deborah like in the hospital dumb treating his third degree burns.
0: <laughs> I-, I would love a sitcom where like all the physical humor had like
1: consequences. Horribly sincere
0: con not just consequences, but like dramaticized, like intense consequences. <laughs> like the worst yeah. of the worst happens with any joke. Like Ray has third degree burns. He slipped,
2: bashed his head. Yeah. He's in the hospital for three months. That's the whole season. I I would love it. Oh, God. Anyway.
1: Anyway, so we th- get our classic playset opening, and then we go yep. uh, down to the living room. First main scene of the episode. Ray is looking through a box of uh, health insurance papers. Um, man, it seems like it was a lot more complicated back then, doesn't it? I don't know if yeah. he's. I'm not sure exactly what he's doing with it. Is he like sent like sorting out what to send to the insurance, or is he choosing a plan? Like, I'm not even a hundred percent sure what he's doing. With I these.
2: think it's closer to the first thing. Now, to be clear, we're both we're all young, so we have the internet to help here. Yeah, we certainly but do. It mm-hmm. seems like he's figuring out what to send to the insurance company or tra- something to do with that, so that they can get a rebate. Or yeah. That's what I imagine. Reimbursed. That's what I'm using thank you. I'm 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 using context clues here, but which could be wrong, but I'm imagining it's sits somewhat close.
1: Also, why do they have so many medical bills? Maybe from I the mean, Burns. Maybe we were to assume that this is several months later.
2: <laughs> Look, or maybe. they have two babies that need checkups and vaccines
1: and stuff. That's true. And were
2: just born. Yeah.
0: That's um, true. Also, when your brother's Robert Barone you probably have the occasional accident.
1: Yeah, <laughs> accidental gunshot. We
2: have we have talked about his happy trigger finger. Yeah, yeah.
1: I bet uh, Ray's uh, like foot is full of holes just from all the times that Robert has accidentally hit him with a warning shot.
2: Dance monkey dance. The the uh, the uh, what's western. What?
1: The, the,
2: the, back, back to the Future. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, a classic Western trope: the shooting at the feet and making him dance. Uh yeah, oh, memorably okay. in the uh ZZ Top vehicle Back to the Future Part three. Um the ZZ Top vehicle? Yeah, they play the band. <laughs> yes, they, so they do spin play ZZ their, Top. their uh uh instruments around. Like ZZ oh, okay. Top. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Okay, so uh Ray tries to brush off this health insurance chore, um calls it woman's work, uh, which is you know, some classic Ray misogyny there. Um and he he sort of tries to get out of it uh by tickling Deborah and they're, you know, having fun and being cute, but then Robert uh comes in, uh reveals that he was looking through the window, which uh is a runner through this episode that mm-hmm. you know, that's another shade of Robert there that not only does he resent Raymond, but apparently he's also mildly obsessed with Raymond in sort of a well, stalkerish I don't know if fashion.
2: It's... So here's my question, right? Mm-hmm. It's like he burges in and uh Says something to the effect. Ray says something to the effect of like, ah, oh, yeah, we weren't doing anything important. And then Robert says, yeah, I know, I was looking out the window. What I want to know is like, is there moments in this show where Robert looks through the window, says, oh, they're doing important shit, and then walks away, or is he is he like does he check first? Is this his way of being hospitable?
1: That's an interesting question. That that hadn't occurred to me. Does is. I mean how often is he looking at the window a mm-hmm. and then b uh how often is he deciding not to enter
0: it it could be because of a like a social anxiety thing like where mm. he sincerely feels like he doesn't want to start talking with someone unless he knows that he's not going to be like Robert please leave we have some serious something serious that we have to do i mean he gives the excuse and he's a cop, and this is kind of just what he does, you know, stakeouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, kind attracts, but it's also his brother's house. It's not like, you know, a criminal. Yeah. Or like, anyone who's suspicious. It's not like
1: he's so highly trained that he's doing that constantly.
0: No, right, right. I mean, he, I, we, we've got over the trigger finger already <laughs> in this episode, but Robert's got some some figuring out to mm-hmm. do as, as like... He's got some isms that he's got. It's interesting
1: out. the the idea that he is not a hundred percent on social cues, which I think we see in a couple instances in this episode. So you know, just more shading to what is going on with Robert, I guess. What I want
2: to what I want to know is I want to I want to make a hypothetical universe where is this a Raymond, Judge Deborah or no no, no, okay. no this is a this is a universe in which Rob Raymond man's up and does the health insurance. Mm-hmm. Robert looks through the window, sees Ray flipping through paperwork and says, oh, he's busy. And then the episode doesn't happen. Is this oh. all Raymond's fault? That's what I want to know.
1: I think in a, a grand sense of things, in like a universal sense of things, yes. Okay. Every, every in, uh, incident that happens in this is Raymond's fault in Look, some way.
0: Look, if we, if, we if we do go down this rabbit hole... In the end, like we're all going to be like, oh, it's uh, it's Marie and Frank's fault for having kids or unprotected yeah. sex. I mean, yeah,
1: it's the like, original Barones' fault for coming over through Ellis Island. You know, if the like, if the I... Barones had never immigrated, this country would be a better place.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like the. Uh... <laughs> that, that is funny. I, I don't like the, uh, the, like, oh, it's this person's fault because they did this, which did this, because, like, it could go on forever.
2: Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's um, down to Adam and Eve.
1: Anyway, uh, Robert comes in and he interrupts them and tells them that he needs to give them an IQ test, and he has a little uh, compulsion thing there where he taps his forehead. I think um, he's telling
2: me to take, for to steal third base. Yeah.
1: Yep. Um,. I think it's good that Robert is trying to better himself by taking a class to become a police lieutenant. I think that is positive growth. Speaking of, you know, Robert's arc, yeah, this is a, a step in the right direction for Robert. Maybe make a little more money, maybe move out of Marie and Frank's house. This was good to see. What it's, is not good is. to see is the immediately, uh, you know, the classic Barone manipulation that immediately follows this where he tries to guilt them into doing this.
2: This was a joke that Ray made, but it's like that was very much a Marie movie. Yeah, to yeah, be yeah, Like, you know, I don't ask you for anything. I guess I'm just going to leave and die. You know, it's <laughs> no. not like it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, and, and it's clear to me from this scene and a few others that we've already seen that Ray is so like done with this kind of manipulation where Deborah is like gets caught by it where she feels bad. And then Ray literally is like, wait, no, don't say anything. He's almost at the door. Yeah. Like they're they're almost free
2: of this. Um, I think part of that boils down to the fact that uh, Ray is, you know, as we've said many times before, a lazy piece of shit, and yeah, I think Ray that sucks. and does doesn't actually care, or I don't know if he doesn't actually care, but we'll avoid trying to help his. Well, family. Well,
1: he's already avoiding one thing, and now this is just a second thing that he has to avoid. So you got to imagine to Ray, yeah, this is this is too much to help his family and his brother. God. Who could ask such a thing of one mess? I,
0: I, I mean, look, yeah, like, like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull back a little bit on you both here, uh, where it's like, yeah, no, I agree. When Robert asked for help, Ray should have just been like, sure, because a, it's the right thing to do, and b, gets him out of the health insurance. Yeah, and it but, does for a while oh, once they true. eventually do it. Like yeah. he, he's not thinking big picture here, even for in a selfish way, which is insane. Mm-hmm. But. I think once Robert starts trying to, like, manipulate, I think then Ray, like, he, he was closing the door. I think that's when Ray slams it, and I can't entirely fault him for that. Oh, no. Because, again, uh, with Marie as his mother and Robert now learning more and more from Marie, Ray's I, I I think, very much, like, beyond dealing with this kind yeah. of ma- manipulation. He wants to shut it down right away.
1: It's very classic Barone dysfunction and um, I think uh, the fact that uh, you said that Deborah is more I think Deborah has more sympathy for Robert in general um, because she is coming from the outside a little more and she can see like how sad Robert is and how he kind of needs help to get out of the situation that he's in whereas Ray is a little jaded from being inside of it um, it's just another point about that So uh, they eventually agree and uh, break down and let Robert give them the IQ test. And Robert, I think, is very glad to have control over a situation, which is probably Mm -hmm. very rare for him and probably something that, um, as we can tell by his sort of like OCD tendencies, this is something that he is very excited to have to be in control of a situation and to get uh, things the way that he just wants them. Um, he goes full
2: police on him. Yeah,
1: he does. Well, he yeah. goes full police on Ray, but of yeah. course he's very nice to Deborah. Right. Uh, so he and uh, Deborah go down to the basement and they do the test first, and then uh they come up, and then Ray immediately, uh, when Deborah <laughs> is done, tries to cheat on the <laughs> IQ test.
2: I thought that was a really funny bit. Yeah, <laughs> just like he cheating was, on an just... IQ test. Yeah.
0: I also want to say that once they agree to do the IQ test, the 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 vibes between Deb and Ray immediately change to, like, a competition. Yeah. Like, now that we're doing this, I'm going to win. Yeah. And that's it's both of them, which is not a healthy outlook, especially when it's, like, legit, like, I want to make sure you know I'm smarter than you. Like, competition can be healthy if it's, you know, in, in the right fun. vein. Yeah. I don't think... Competitions over IQ tests
2: are a great thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think that it starts off in a fun, flirty, you no, know, I, like that oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat your ass kind of thing, and then eventually it gets taken too far. Well, it's just like the way that it results, and then like we'll talk about this as it comes up. But the fact that Deborah feels the need to coddle Ray over her victory is so fucked. Yeah, you I know? mean the like, whole
1: thing is is fucked. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, But anyway, yeah, so they're testing. uh, Robert comes upstairs, gets. Oh, and then it's so Ray tries to cheat. Deborah turns him down because she's a good, a goody, you know, goody two shoes. And then uh, Ray gets up to go down and test with uh, with with Robert. Robert. Um, Ray also turns her down or Deborah also turns him down because she wants to win. Yeah,
1: that's true, too. That's That's true, true too. I think that competition is the whole, you know, the thing that as we find out that Robert is really playing on to sort of set all of the events of the episode in motion. Like, if they weren't fundamentally competitive with each other, his experiment wouldn't work, uh, which I think is interesting.
0: Luckily for Robert, he's a Barone. Yeah,
1: so of course he's very good at manipulating his family. Um, so they go downstairs to the basement. Ray and Robert are testing. Um, these are not IQ test questions as we were talking about. IQ IQ tests do not generally ask you historical, uh, questions or, you know, literature or whatever. Uh, they're mostly more like this. Yeah. And more like the shape thing that he does, uh, at the end. Uh, it's mostly, yeah, analogies and puzzles and sequences of numbers and stuff. Um, He asks him who invented the cotton gin, and Ray says, Eli Wallach. Uh, Do either of you know who that is?
2: No, no idea. Nope. Did he invent the cotton gin? He did not. No, it was Eli Whitney. That was revealed in the next line.
1: I have the Wikipedia page open. Originally trained in stage acting, he became one of the greatest character actors ever to appear on stage and screen and ultimately garnered over 90 film credits.
2: That's cool. What would you yes. know him
1: from? You would know him from The Magnificent Seven, uh The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, Uh A lot of Westerns. Godfather Part Three. Oh um, the, Who was he
2: in Godfather Three?
1: He was Don Altobello.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And uh Arthur Abbott in the Holiday, I think was his last oh no, his last one was Wall Street Money Never Sleeps, but The Holiday, the uh Jack Black, uh Cameron Diaz. Uh, romantic comedy was like right before that, was probably his so, last notable one.
2: Oh, so he was probably an older, he was probably alive when this came out, right?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah, okay. So, wow, okay. So, that's a, you know what? That's a funny joke. I, I approve.
1: I think it's, uh, uh funny that, um, you know, a character actor generally is someone that you recognize but don't know the name of all the time. Uh, I yeah. think it's funny that Ray would, A, know this person's name and then B, pull it. Um, for the inventor of the cotton gin, um, <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty clever reference. That maybe you know now knowing who it is is a pretty funny joke, but I wonder if yeah. people at the time knew who it was. And that's a good question. Yeah. Um, so they keep going through the questions. Ray melts down when presented with the blocks, <laughs> yeah. and I thought <laughs> this was a. Um, it gave us a little insight into the playset opening because clearly Ray has no spatial intelligence.
2: <laughs> no,
0: he does not. <laughs> he I didn't even, he even, even says,
1: these are two-dimensional, this is a two-dimensional drawing of three-dimensional shapes. How am I supposed to put this t- this together? Just like the instructions for building the play set would be a oh. two-dimensional drawing of three-dimensional shapes.
0: Was minus, the minus minus question
2: 12. is, I was know. that an accident?
1: I choose to believe oh, no.
2: no. No, I'm, I'm going to say... Well, maybe the relationship to the uh, the the intro was an accident. I think that the implication is that just Raymond sucks at spatial awareness. Yeah, that's that's why I think all the implication right, right. is Ray and is then,
1: generally not handy. I think is also like the character trait that this is playing on.
0: Yeah, right, right. And then right after this, um, we get further. Uh, uh, Jokes about Robert being uh, absurdly strong with my fi- with a, another little great bit of physical comedy where Ray refuses to let go of the blocks. They do the little kid thing where they race their hands to the top of the block and then Robert's hands in the middle. it is just pulls Ray <laughs> towards him, gets the block away, and then of course touches it to his chin yep. before putting it back.
1: There's some of that classic shower strength from Robert.
2: Yep. I do, I do love the. We've talked about this before, but I just love that, like they have Frankenstein's monster in 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 Robert Barone.
1: <laughs> okay, so they cut upstairs at the end of that scene, and uh, uh, Ray and Deborah are kind of debriefing from the test, and then Marie and Frank come in, and uh, we find out that they have refused to take the test, and Frank uh, refuses to be tested because he is very street smart and not book smart. Actually, I think street smarts would be better measured on an actual IQ test than book smarts. Do you think so? Yeah, because of logical reasoning. I mean, it depends on what he means by street smarts, but since IQ tests are all about abstract and, and logic and you know, spatial awareness and stuff, it wouldn't really matter if he was uh, you know, not good in school.
2: That's actually well. That's a good point, number one, because you're you're right. It is like logic and stuff like that. And uh, but so two things. First of all, on this IQ test, it will. Oh yeah, on because, this this IQ yeah. test,
1: uh, where he's gonna have to know who Eli Whitney is. I'm not sure.
2: I also think. I mean, it seems
0: to me like from the rest of the episode that this whole IQ test is just a scam. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't think it's like you know he's not actually this. I this is not an IQ test.
2: Yeah, And that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. Um, But the second thing I was going to say is, I think, because I don't know if it's been revealed yet, but later in the show, it's revealed that uh, Frank served in Korea. So I think that's probably what he was referencing, is his, Uh, you know...
1: His life experience. Survival
2: survival tactics kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What kind of... What intelligence would
0: street smarts, quote-unquote, and how the common uh, people view it fall under? I would have
1: to look at that diagram again.
2: Yeah, um, it could be spatial. It could be, could it? it could be, be social. S- could be interpersonal. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, it's yeah, probably
1: it's, interpersonal or like intrapersonal, yeah. like uh, trusting yourself or something. Huh, um, yeah.
0: Knowing how others and how to y- either use them to, to for your advantage or work with them for your advantage. Mm-hmm. That is not book smarts.
2: No, it is not.
1: Yeah. Um, so we just heard the or. I want to play the clip where um, Frank is uh, saying that he is street smart, and then Marie uh, comes up with a counter example of his uh, street smart. So here's the clip. (laughs)
0: I'll tell you about the time he bought seafood out of the back of a derelict's car. He was legit. Oh, he had the prices tattooed on his body. (laughs) One bad
2: muscle in a whole bucket.
0: I threw up for three weeks so you could save 79 cents.
2: <laughs> they were delicious. You could taste the ocean. Uh, I'm still tasting it.
1: So Frank uh, purchased a bucket of mussels from a, uh, a quote-unquote derelict uh, from the back of a derelict's car. And Marie <laughs> throws up for three weeks Um I thought this was, uh, you know, troubling, and and it might have been very traumatic for Marie, but it did give me the idea that it might be really interesting to have, like, a young Marie and young Frank spinoff.
2: You know what? Kind of, yeah. That actually sounds like a really good concept. Cause that would be fun.
1: think in... Is it in this episode or... No, but... Um, they they refer to things or allude to things a couple of times, like these adventures that they have in the past that I think would be really interesting to uh if they were going to reboot this show, which I don't think that there's any real need to uh they don't want to yeah uh that would be a way to continue these characters is to do a spin off in the past.
0: I also know that they the the current living actors of Everybody Loves Raymond have stated in multiple occasions that they are not interested in coming back for like a reboot or like a continuation of the show since, uh, you know, not all of the cast You're is right. no longer with them. Hasn't
2: stopped the subreddit, though. I've been in the subreddit no. for about for about a week <laughs> and a half. And there have already been three posts about like, what if there was a Fuller House-esque reboot of, of uh, starring Everybody Loves Allie? You know, no, like stuff like that. I yeah. think
1: you would have to go the reverse direction I think you're right. um i think you're right and i think that would be the only way i don't think uh you know i think you it's would not have really to do about it the with kids, it's Mike. not about it's the not kids about the kids don't make it about ray anymore make it everybody yeah. loves marie and do it from marie's perspective like a young italian american woman growing up in the you know 50s or whatever
2: that's not a bad idea 40s actually. yeah
1: so um yeah Frank. so Marie and Frank sort of go back and forth a little bit about who's smarter and Marie you know obviously implying that it's her Robert comes upstairs after uh scoring their tests supposedly and um after much cajoling uh deborah base- Ray is basically asking Robert to reveal the scores Robert doesn't want to Deborah asking deborah
2: screams at him
1: <laughs> Deborah asking uh Robert to placate Ray by telling him the scores. I thought it was really funny that Marie then looks to the side at Frank and defines placate for him. I thought that was really yeah.
0: that is a wonderful little bit. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Uh, but eventually Robert gives in and reveals that Deborah is uh has a score of one fifteen to raise one hundred, which is one standard deviation above Ray. Uh,
2: they said the name of the podcast. They said the name of the episode.
1: That's right. Um,
2: they said it. They said standard deviation.
1: And if you don't know what standard deviation means, I don't know if I can explain it to you better than your, you know, AP statistics teacher could, but it's basically like...
2: Uh, basically, a standard deviation is a way of make... Basically, as Robert says, is it's like it's a whole other bracket. It, that's kind of the same thing, is it's like a way of grouping people where, like, the majority of people will be average or close to average, and then as you get farther away from the mean, there are fewer and fewer people that far away from the mean. So it's a way of measuring, like, percentile-wise how smart or how high you score in comparison to the rest of the population.
1: Right, right. Yeah. You said it better than I ever could. Um,
0: I I think we're three for four now on name drops of the episode names.
1: Um... Yeah, nobody said pilot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean
0: they they had the chance because they were going to the airport. They could have said
2: it. They could have said yeah, you're right. No, that was in I
1: Love You. That wasn't in the pilot. Oh,
0: you're you're right. right. Crap. Yeah, they
2: weren't even yeah. That (sighs)
0: couldn't happen.
1: That should be a thing where in every pilot episode of a show you have to drop the word pilot somewhere. Yeah. Like, oh, you know our neighbor is a pilot, and then look to the camera and like wink
2: and then the and then the entire studio <laughs> audience applauds for like the rest of the episode. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh oh and by the way, the studio audience in this episode goes off at one point. Um <laughs> They
2: sure do, yeah.
1: So obviously this uh revelation that Deborah is smarter than Ray, um you can imagine how that went down
2: was so fucking obvious. I need to I need to make it clear like they, they have played Ray as Oh my the god. Oaf forever and just like There was never a question about it. The fact that Ray thought that he (laughs) had a possibility of being the opposite
0: is in and of itself offensive. You can show how Ray views both himself and Deborah.
1: Yeah, Um, and even later he says that, you know... um, a, the happiest marriages are the ones where the husband is smarter than the wife, like so yeah, at some point again. he believed that and thought that he was smarter than Deborah, and that's I why their know. relationship was a success.
2: I don't think so. I think that that was that was part of when he was trying to get Deborah to leave him alone mm. and I think that he was making up shit about um you know, making up shit as to the reason why he was upset. yeah, that's um, a good point i here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think that Ray ever actually thought he was smarter than Deborah. I think that he realized that it was an opportunity to get out of doing shit. So I think that he made up the rest of it, as we are about to be aware. I just don't think it was ever
0: genuine.
1: Yeah, probably. I
0: mean, also, Ray may actually think Deborah's not that smart because she willingly chose to come into this family.
1: That's a good point. That's true.
2: That's a good point. I mean... And not not a lot fair. of street smarts happening. Yeah,
1: exactly. No, yeah. Deborah made a Sports. grave miscalculation by marrying Ray on the yeah. fourth ask or whatever. <laughs> um, so we cut to the next scene. Uh, they are having dinner with Bernie and Linda at Nemo's. We get another hey, appearance Bernie. from Bernie and Linda. Um, I'm making out this time, though. No. Thank
2: God. Who's the friend that died? I forget his name. Leo. Leo, Leo, right? Rest in power, Leo. Um, (laughs) we
1: got to remember, we are not going to be reminded of Leo for the rest of the show, so we have to keep him in our hearts and minds, I think. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And remember him Uh, fondly. Uh, Bernie is describing uh, the... I guess they own a jet ski store, and this is just sort of thrown out like we're supposed to know this, but... um, Uh, Bernie is, uh, talking about how his store is on the internet at Bernie.com and then you go to Bernie.com and there's a picture of him straddling a jet ski. Of course I went to (laughs) Bernie.com.
2: Is it, is it Sanders? No,
1: somebody is just squatting on the domain. It's a Wix domain that has nothing attached to it, which I I bet somebody picked it up when Bernie came on the scene and were like, I'm going to sell this to Bernie, but, uh, no dice.
2: Sanders. Un- until Sanders, not from Raymond.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, they or, didn't think they were gonna sell it to the character of Bernie. Until
0: <laughs> until they they sell it, they should put a picture of Bernie from <laughs> Everybody Loves Raymond on a jet ski.
1: Maybe let buy the, the, the domain.
2: Website. Let's buy the domain just to complete the joke that they should have made in 1997. <laughs> I mean, we could try. Maybe they'll have a reasonable price.
1: I yeah. wonder if the production. I don't know if enough people were using it the internet at that time, but I know that occasionally if a show mentions a website, they will go get the domain and put some fun stuff on there. Yeah. I wonder if they had the foresight or awareness to do that at the time. We should check the internet archive not. for that.
0: Yeah, we should. I'm going to guess no. Let me do it Because in 96, like the internet was still a baby. Yeah. Like, I, it wasn't like it is today. I'm going so. to the
1: Wayback Machine. I'm putting oh, in... Oh, I was doing the same thing. Well, let's let see who put... can do it first.
2: No, you're going to be able to do it first because okay. I have no idea what I'm doing.
1: Bernie.com.
2: Let's look Bernie back dot. in time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Bernie.com. Dot... All right, so the first... 1999 is the first time that they have a... Snapshot of Bernie.com. They
0: had three years to get it, I guess.
1: This domain name is not currently in use. Okay, let's jump to 2006. Uh, In 2006, traffic really spikes on Bernie.com. Oh, oh shit. So let's see what's going on. Uh, It's just popular links, so nobody's using it then. There's August 22nd, 2006. There's three snapshots, and it's got like a really big bubble around it. It is still, it's still nothing.
2: So no one has ever used Bernie.com.
1: Somebody's just been squatting on it for their, in 2016 obviously a lot of traffic went to it. Yeah. But let's see if anyone was even using it then. And the answer is, is this interesting? No, nobody nobody has ever used Bernie.com for anything. Someone's just been squatting on it for 20 years.
0: How's that investment going? We
2: did it, guys!
1: Yeah, probably not seeing much return on that <laughs> yeah.
2: I wonder how much they paid for it and how much they're willing to sell for it. That's that's kind of what I'm interested in. I um, think
1: uh, domain names that are like a popular first name are probably pretty expensive. Yeah. We'll have to do some market research. If, this is our promise to the listener of this podcast, sir. If... Uh, we make any money from this, it will all go to a fund. So we've got two funds going. We've got get Mike a microphone, get Mike a yeah. mic. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got purchasing Bernie.com,
2: Bernie.com. <laughs> exclusively to put Bernie from Everybody Lives Raymond on a jet on ski. A jet ski. Um, that's it.
1: And if, you know, that's if we get anything from this show, that's going to be our main goal.
0: That's it. That's our contribution. That's our, our contribution third. to
1: the culture and to society.
0: And then the third thing is the research paper.
1: Oh right, we. I uh, don't. Thank God for you reminding me of that because if we fuck up this report, We're we are done. so done. We are fucked.
0: I'd call We caught it the Barone report, but it was taken. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shout out to our friend at the Barone Report. Shout Ayo. out
0: to the computer that made the Barone <laughs>
1: Report. <laughs> Shade. All right. All so, right. Anyway. Yeah, so, anyway. So, uh, anyway, Ray, uh, so they split moping. up. Yeah, Ray is moping, and, and Deborah is sort of capitulating to him and, and getting him uh, a refill on his soda. And so she and Linda go up to the counter, and Ray and Bernie stay at the table. And this is when Ray reveals to Bernie. That ever since uh, they found out the results of this IQ test, he's been using Deborah feeling bad for him to get her to do things for him, including, and this is big for us, he heavily implies that they fucked.
2: Horn dog Ray. Horn dog 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 Ray. Ray. And it's just like, I don't know. I love. I just love Bernie's massive reaction to that. She's like, oh, you fucked your wife!
0: Holy shit, Bernie! Bernie's a bit of a horn dog too, it seems. Well, Bernie-
1: but Bernie and Linda were all over each other. So what changed in between the previous episode that he thinks this is such a big deal? They were like, I
2: mean, they got Raymond. married. A O,
0: it's mm. Raymond. It's not him. That's we know true. Bernie's getting it.
1: Yeah, he's thinking about. Poor Raymond, who in the past four episodes has been foiled every time he's tried it, even after Gus's funeral, which got Deborah more riled up than anything. <laughs> we don't have confirmation that he sealed the deal, but this is this is big.
0: Heavily implied. Heavily, heavily, implied.
1: heavily implied. All right. All right. Anyway, Not
2: confirmed. Heavily no, implied, I wrote though.
1: confirmed. I think he...
2: Uh, I th- Well, here's the thing. I honestly think it might have been... I'm sorry to the family listeners of this podcast. There are no
1: family listeners of this podcast. This podcast is not for families. We are going to say fuck as much as we want. We are not catering to any puritanical Central, not Central America, Middle America. We are catering to Central America.
0: We love you, Central America. Adam was holding that in for like two hours at this point. Yeah. (laughs) I'm amazed you held it in that long.
1: Though. The little uh, E next to the episode means we're swearing in it. We're saying fuck, get over it.
2: In the, re- words, <laughs> in the words of Ray,
1: it's not about the kids. We received some feedback. <laughs> we don't need to go into it.
2: <laughs>
1: anyway. <laughs> so that's what that's about. Anyway.
2: Uh, I was going to say, yeah.
1: <laughs> sorry for the kids listening,
2: but I think he, I think he, I think he was implying a hand job. That's what I think he was implying. Okay. I don't know that's it. Was... An ad-
1: I don't know if there's enough to say exactly what happened, but.
2: Well, because he's, the, here's the thing. He said, I'm not doing it for, he's not doing it. Um, he can't do anything by himself. He can't do anything for myself, including oh. that. So that's what I'm thinking is that he's thinking that Deborah. In Lou, basically things feel so bad for him that in lieu for ma- Lou, masturbation, she's gonna jerk him. Rather out. than him uh,
1: furiously rubbing himself raw as he always yeah. apparently does. <laughs> no, apparently, De-
2: that's a common occurrence. Deborah yeah. finished the job. Yeah, <laughs> that's what my read on that was. I don't think it's it's it's. Uh, At any it's rate, though,
1: he him. got some action, and we can confirm it. So that is yeah. On the, <laughs> what do you think? Cum counter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that works come. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh I was gonna say baron bones, but you know uh, what I kind of like, I kinda like I, the I, that's though. more classic yeah yeah
1: well, but <laughs> that that only counts how many boners he's gotten that doesn't count how many climaxes <laughs> there have been
0: uh. That one guy who gave us feedback is not happy. (laughs) You're
1: regretting this so much. This is for you, man. This is is going on the highlight reel.
0: (laughs) We're sending it to that
2: guy.
1: So that's one for the cum counter slash barone bones. Um, We confirmed that Ray got some action. Next scene. Uh, Ray and Deborah are on the couch in the living room eating ice cream. Uh, or rather, Deborah got Ray a bowl of ice cream. And, uh, or did Deborah get it for him or did he get it himself? No, no Deborah, no, no, got, no. It Deborah got it for him. It for him. She okay, can't, he
2: can't do anything by himself. And I will say, that is an ungodly amount of ice cream. Like, it was.
1: Well, that is... apparently, she just emptied the carton out and gave it to him.
2: <laughs> it must have been a near complete pint, I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh,. I,
0: and also, when when Ray asked Debra, like, oh, are you having any? And Debra said, oh, no, that's that's the last of it. And it's a ton. <laughs> Ray's just like, oh, bummer.
2: Yeah. He starts eating and he it. He
1: just continues eating it, yeah. I don't remember exactly when he says fudgy about it, but that's important to note. Yeah, no, uh, he takes the, he takes the bite to... after that. Yeah.
2: Debra is sadly looking off into the camera, and he says, mm, fudgy.
1: Yep, and, and that's yeah. important to note. Um, yeah. so anyway, Deborah asks Ray to finish doing the health insurance, and he tries to get her to do it, um, in line with everything else that he's tried to get her to do, but that's the last straw for her, and she calls him out for milking this whole being dumb thing, and this is when he drops the thing about, um, the happiest marriages being, uh, where the husband is smarter. Uh, another classic Ray misogynistic comment, um... At this I point, yes.
2: I personally think that not only does he not believe that, I think he purposefully chose Deborah because she's so much smarter than him because I think she was, he was trying to think, all right, who's going to be able to take care of me the best? Yeah. That one, because she's intelligent. That's a
1: great I, point. He was looking I, for I, another mom.
0: Yeah. That is, yeah, that, the psychology there lines up, I think. Mm-hmm. But also, I wanted to say, and I wanted to talk about this during this part of the episode, because I think it's important to uh, to say, as far as like the the building blocks of this episode, right when Ray told Bernie that uh, you know he's just he's kind of faking his sadness to get Deborah to do what he wants. At that point, I was already sick of Ray milking Deborah for every like all this. Like I didn't want to watch a whole episode of this trope. And it almost as if the episode read my mind in the very next scene. And I appreciate this from a storytelling perspective, like Deborah, like catches on like a minute after Ray admits it to Bernie, which I appreciate. I always appreciate Deborah not like being played to look like a fool. Yeah. Uh, Like she figures it out like right away. And. Like, from there, the episode then takes, like, a turn that I was not expecting. And from this point on, I enjoyed the episode a lot more because I thought I could predict the whole thing, and I was proven wrong by the episode.
1: Yeah, I don't know where it would have gone if it weren't for uh, Robert entering at this point and, um, you know, ha- after, of course, having looked through the windows again. Uh, he yeah. reveals that he made a mistake and switched up their scores, and Ray is actually the one who scored a standard deviation higher than Deborah, and uh, and then he leaves, and then we get this. Uh, Deborah does he say anything to prompt this? But uh, no, or does just, is it just the fact that? No, no, no. Yeah. He,
0: he does.
2: I think. What does he say? Do he he
0: he goes down. To, and it, this is a funny line. I I think based on the misogynistic comment, he goes down. Uh, he oh, sits right, right, right. down next to Deborah and he says, "Well, at least now it's a happy marriage."
1: And then he gets a classic ice cream to the nuts, and you would yeah, have it's, thought
0: it's, <laughs> it's an ice cream
1: with nuts. Yeah, ah. <laughs> hey yo,
2: uh,
1: and you would have thought the audience had never seen anyone get hit in the nuts before with anything. <laughs> I, I mean, they... it must have been thirty seconds of easily.
2: easily I mean, look, I it
1: I is laughed. funny.
0: From, like, astonishment funny. for how long they held it. Yeah. Like, Ray did not, like, he just sat there for, yeah. like, 30 seconds. And you
2: it see the ice cream me. melting on his crotch.
1: Like, it, it was of, like... a good, uh, a great physical joke. Um, it just, I, I, this audience was just, like. Loving it. Loving it. And then, yeah. uh, I wonder if this was the same audience that gave him a standing ovation for his eulogy. <laughs> um and then uh, the Ray's punchline is to say fudgy um which uh you know I don't know if that was the strongest punchline for that. I didn't think that was as funny as the long hold of him getting hit in the nuts. But no. uh yeah. So a little callback I, I mean, to look, the fudginess there.
0: There there is a better nut joke there.
1: Yeah, there yeah. definitely is. I would yeah. uh, maybe there was a draft where he was like uh, you know, uh, oh, if you wanted nuts you, you with wanted your ice nuts, cream, you just yeah. had to ask something like that. Yeah. Um,
2: probably not as punchy. That's probably why they and got
1: probably right uh, there. yeah, wasn't as punchy or or got rejected by the network or something. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Too explicit. You can't no. say nuts. You can't say nuts. You can only vaguely imply hand jobs. That <laughs> is
1: nuts. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Robert
2: nuts. comes in, says that same Oh, that
1: would have been funny if Robert was still there and was like. <laughs> hey, hey, nuts. Nuts. hey, hey that's,
0: nuts. That's the continuity I'm looking for. Yeah, you know, that would have been better. There's
1: the season long arc we've been looking for. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was he a funny. Funny, <laughs> funny joke. Uh, so the next scene, the bedroom. Deborah is sleeping, and Ray. Tries to initiate some action. I thought this hand thing was pretty funny and must have been pretty difficult to rehearse too. The timing of it, yeah.
2: It was well done. That was very well done. I liked it. Like Ray DJing her with the the hand. Yeah, I thought that was very very funny. (laughs) It was
0: it was well done too. Like it was like there were no like little mistakes. Definitely took a couple takes. Mm -hmm. I I would imagine.
1: It It just very cool. Which you know, knowing how not a actor ray was before doing this uh the fact that he was able to get that down was impressive yeah so we're all there for that what we're not here for is a uh the fact that ray apparently in the time but apparently some time has passed between the ice cream to the nuts and this um ray has told literally everybody that they know
2: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that was
1: even linda yeah which is well, like no,
2: he told he told Bernie Bernie
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. He the, yeah and he's surprised that Bernie talks to his wife um which yeah I don't which know. tracks which tracks, tracks um yeah. again uh when they uh start arguing about this uh Deborah starts quizzing him and and they go back and forth with things that are again not IQ test questions uh but then Deborah drops the showstopper of asking Ray not about literature but about uh their relationship and he yeah. asks she asks him what her hair was like when they met and that stumps him and i think this touches on a bit of the underlying issue here is that this competitiveness is more important to ray than their relationship you know is that mm-hmm. ray is so interested in leveraging the fact that he's smarter that he's forgetting to you know appreciate what they have together something like that. Maybe that's my read on it. Mm-hmm. What did you probably, guys think?
2: Probably way deeper than the writers intended.
1: Yeah, I as usual.
2: Was, I think it was just a matter of like, I think it was, I think the writers intended it just like uh husband isn't caring. Let's write a joke about that in there. You know, I, I don't think it was uh, anything deeper than that.
1: But... Maybe it was more, um, you know, sure. He doesn't know, uh, Jonathan Swift or whatever, but uh, can you believe he doesn't even know this?
2: No, I see. Here's the thing: I don't think they played it off as some as something he was supposed to know. Because in the next scene, he tries to get it, and it's implied it's it's implied that it's impressive that he got close. Until the I think very funny punchline that that Deborah yeah. uh, gives yeah, of like I, he's he describes just like it was curly, it was raining, and she's like, "Oh, Ray." Right. No, I just thought that was Which really funny. fucking funny. Guys,
0: I, I don't think you're giving the writers enough credit here. Yeah. Like I, I sincerely when when I watched this scene, like when when Deborah takes it to that, like I read it as like uh, like like Deborah wanting to tackle like a bigger issue about their marriage and it like legitimately stumping Ray. Yeah. And like they're slowly kind mm. of like it was not played for laughs. Like it was a very sincere and real moment that I thought was written pretty well and it kind of makes Ray kind of retreat a little bit because he doesn't know how to respond yeah it puts it in perspective and I also think uh uh Ray's retreating violates one of the the big rules about marriage and family that I think they violated in the past as well which is never go to bed angry
1: oh yeah yeah. No, he well, just. Well, they do that all the time. He yeah. just gets up and immediate like there's no even attempt at reconciliation. He's just like, I'm gonna go sleep on the couch. Yeah.
0: That, that's my life. That's my life lesson for today. Like, yeah. Adam had the shampoo thing. <laughs> I'm gonna say, don't go to bed angry with anyone. Fix the problem, then go to bed. You're gonna feel so much better.
2: Cool. I gotta come up with a life lesson pretty soon then.
1: Oh, and I've, I've completely forgotten to be evaluating your performance to see if you can stay on the podcast or not. Oh and, shit, um, how am I doing? Uh, if you come up with a life lesson for the end of oh, the show, no. you we can got stay.
0: Like, we <laughs> have <laughs> like t- like 15 minutes left, maybe.
1: I think we'll find a way to stretch it out. We're pretty good at that. So the next morning in the kitchen, yeah, Ray is, um, attempts to describe Deborah's hair and, and gets it wrong. And then Robert enters and reveals that all of this has been an experiment on them. He was trying to see what would happen if you messed with a suspect's self image. And so none of that was their real scores. And he. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny how Ray is like, let me just get this straight. Uh, I'm not smarter than her. And his response is. I'd be very surprised. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> which which is a great response and I felt the same thing. Like once once I learned that I was like, "Oh yeah, there's
2: no fucking way he's yeah. smarter yeah, than Tim." what exactly. are, what am I thinking? Now, Why did I fall for this? Um so Adam, you're the one here with uh, experience in psychology. Is this an ethical experiment?
1: No, it's probably not ethical. Uh he would have to like get what's called informed consent in order to conduct an experiment on them. Just basically letting them know that he's conducting an experiment on them.
2: Gotcha. Wow, Robert's a dick. Then.
1: Yeah, he's kind of a fucking asshole. Um, yeah, but he is the main character. He is. Oh, so after the main that, character.
0: um, probably again, this episode's killing it with the physical comedy because after this, uh, Marie walks in all depressed. Mm-hmm. This is the
2: hot clothes, I believe, right?
1: Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah.
0: Oh, I guess it is.
2: Yeah, I guess it is the hot clothes. Yeah, I forgot yeah.
1: that this was a different scene. Yeah.
0: Uh, because it's the same time and
2: place. yeah it picks up right where they left off
0: yeah, uh, yeah regardless marie comes in upset telling them like oh we finished the test and ray's like how'd it go and then frank walks in loud and proud like he just had like the best day of his life uh wearing a beautiful shirt uh does anyone else want to describe it yeah
2: it was an i'm with stupid t-shirt <laughs> the fingers pointing at marie i thought that was really freaking oh, i thought it was great like like frank definitely already
0: had that oh a
2: hundred percent yeah
0: he's like finally i can wear this with my wife <laughs>
1: uh i think it's funny that just the notion that robert is doing this again for extra yeah. credit and yeah yeah Uh, I don't know what that's called, but that's like, you know, kind of an element that you see in a lot of like farcical uh, comedy sitcom situations like this Um, that I think really works in this episode. I think it's funny. Uh, I agree. And uh, I thought about getting one of those sweatshirts myself. I don't know where I would (laughs) wear it. I just thought it looked good on
2: him. There's definitely a lot of I'm with stupid stuff out there. I want to get
0: an I'm with stupid shirt, but the hand is pointing up.
1: That's good. Oh, that's you clever. know what you that's know would be a good one is um, you know for like husband and wife culture in Middle America would be like I'm with stupid but it's the wife is wearing it and it's pointing diagonally down to the man's penis. Oh, ayo, because like he's A-O. thinking with his. Yeah, no. Penis. And then uh, then the man's
0: shirt says, I'm penis.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we've got some great merch lined up. Yeah,
2: look at us. We've got
1: your mug that says it's good to screw your wife, and we've got I'm penis (laughs) with a finger pointing down.
2: Yeah
0: uh i i'm I'm gonna do a mock up of these later. look right, for well that on
1: our website uh but yeah, yeah that's the episode
2: that's so, episode, so let's go through the bar- the barometer yeah the, the
1: barometer barometer it's the like baron-meter. barometer, but you do a little mmm in the middle of it
2: all right, so let's rate Ray Barone on being a family man this this episode
1: yes, yeah, so a father, a son, and a husband I think obviously we're gonna want to weigh uh husband the most on this episode yeah, and just as a reminder uh for the listener our goal or our tent posts what do you call them tent poles uh for the barometer are the best dads in sitcom history you've got your uncle phil's you've got your danny tanners and then on the bottom you've got your walter whites your don <laughs> draper's men who actively harm their families through their actions so i thought Ray manipulating Debra uh using the fact that he's dumber than her is not the worst thing that he's done it's manipulative mm-hmm. it's wrong but really um uh, I would put that behavior on its own as a four and then Ray's uh then turn to thinking that he is superior to Debra is just you know that's going to drag him down in my book so I would say he's at a three at that point. But then I think Ray uh, trying to sort of reconcile in the kitchen uh, probably brings him up to like a 3.5. You know, he's he's sort of... I think he does have the realization at the end that this is not really important, even though he's still operating under the assumption that he is smarter. Um, he, you know, sort of realizes that this isn't important, Maybe a three point five is too harsh for this episode. Um and also he did fuck. I'm gonna he put did him, smash. I'm gonna put him at a four point five for this episode. Not the worst he's ever been, but uh his behavior not was not great. Yes.
2: Right. Mike, I'm gonna give him a five. I'm gonna oh. say that you know, he like like he definitely tried to get out of some work. I think the most but at the end of the day, the most consequential thing that I think that he did overall uh, poorly was the fact that he never got those health insurance forms. Oh, yeah. Like, like he never did, which, don't get me wrong, that sucks, but ultimately, I think that that's rectifiable. I think that um, the rest of this boils down to competition with the wife, which is not, don't get me wrong, he acted immature, that you can't give him any points, but I also don't think he actively, you know, was a jerk like last episode i rated him a three because i think that his behavior actively oh, yeah. hurt marie and was just like a bad son all around and also was incredibly disrespectful to his dead great uncle <laughs> but at the same time this episode is nowhere near that i think that don't get me wrong he's not winning any father or husband of the year awards but you know Pretty middle of the road, benign behavior. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a five.
1: Okay, that's about where he was at the pilot. Do you think his behavior in the pilot and this were comparable?
2: Yeah, they match up. Okay, yeah, they match up because he lied in the pilot, but like you know, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's about a five. Okay, Alex.
0: So I wanted to I want to clarify, and I think I'm gonna know the answer. But uh, does how Ray acts as a brother? Contribute to
2: the barometer. That's a good point. I would say yeah. I I think it's family relations as a whole. Yeah, Maybe
1: son encompasses brother as well.
0: I I just wanted to clear that up as well. So this is interesting. Uh, I I initially had him a little lower than you guys, but the way you talked about him has brought me up a little bit. Uh, which is strange for me to think I'm the most pessimistic of you three, of us three. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, initially, when Robert asks him to do the IQ test, um, Ray immediately declining was like kind of meh, but like not actively bad beha- behavior. And then kind of dismissing the manipulations, I don't think there's anything at- wrong with that. I'd keep him at a five at that point because it's kind of average, like n- not like actively good, not terrible um i'd bring him i'd bring him down to maybe a three and a half in the middle of the episode Oof. when he's getting really low and manipulative with uh with uh with deborah getting uh you know just uh trying too hard to weasel out of everything, and that obviously backfires on him right. and i think when he when he learns that or when he when he's told. He's smarter than deborah, I think he he stays in that zone, not really like learning uh from the other perspective uh on how to properly uh treat or talk with Deborah about this now that the roles are flipped. I think they both made similar mistakes to the other in the other position, and then I think during the resolution i i i I'm bringing him back up as well just because of how it ended and how. Kind of, he reconciled with Deborah. How he recognized that uh, this experiment was kind of designed to get them to fight. Yeah. And at the end, it didn't seem like he actively blamed his wife or even Robert that much. So I'm gonna, leave him with i gonna leave him with a, uh, I'm gonna leave him with a five two.
1: Okay. All right. And that average is out to a four point eight. All right. Look at us. Look the at us. Done in a, in, in, it's since, since the, the pilot. pilot, yeah. Yeah. Four point eight. All right. Oh. Things are getting exciting.
2: Look at this. Awesome. Well, All right.
1: on that note, so we have done four episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond. Isn't that exciting? We've got about... Uh, two hundred and sixteen to go. So we hope oh, yeah. you will stay with us. Uh, I know we have enjoyed watching these episodes, and we hope that you enjoy listening to us watch these episodes here on Everybody Loves Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, there's just one last thing to say, guys, and that is our classic. Wait, wait, wait. C- wait, wait oh, 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 hold on, oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, red, on. red. I forgot
2: my my message. My message is yes. um, it's a don't forget to get informed consent that's my that's my that's my message for the episode okay. thank you your wife's
0: much. gonna blow you make sure that you consent
1: yeah that's mike's message <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right well wait, 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 wait. now i have to render my verdict
2: oh yeah do i get to stay on
1: michael j dormer do you want me to bleep out your middle initial i guess (laughs) yeah deborah dormer (laughs) michael deborah dormer yeah after having been found guilty of failing to disprove the premise that robert barone is the main character of the show i judge deborah have granted your appeal the verdict of not guilty
2: Hey, I did it. I made it. You may stay
1: on the podcast. And on that note, there's only one last thing to say. Our classic sign off. Everybody
2: loves Raymond. And and we love you. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next week.